Well met, good traveller of the interwebs, and welcome to the sit rep for today. We made it to September, September 01, the first day of September, which um, in Australia is the first day of spring. Spring! Cool, that's cool. Um, apparently the rest of the world doesn't do this, but in Australia we just like look at the month and go that the start of the month that's just the start of the uh the the actual season uh just to make it easy that's what we do anyway here we are spring first of september congratulations y'all uh things should be getting warmer hopefully <laughs> soon down here uh <clears throat> and cooler wherever you are in the world or depending on where you are in the world welcome thank you very much for joining me today i really appreciate it i appreciate you listening into this sort of stuff because it uh, tells me that you are probably the sort of person who is interested in being a more self-reliant human being and that's what I like in this world is people who are striving towards more self-reliance, being better prepared for emergencies, for disasters, but just for everyday life, whatever it throws at us. And 2022 is certainly throwing some freaking curveballs at us uh, thus far. Anyway, let's have a look at the news, what's going on in the world. Um, China's flown, oh man, I dropped this story. I think it was like 72, um, separate flights, sorties into Taiwan space, um, airspace, not space space. Obviously Taiwan is a bit, uh, on edge about this. They're not liking it. Also two drones have come in and allegedly Taiwan shot at one of those drones. Let's see what happens there. Anyway. That's uh, the increasing tensions. What we're seeing there, or what I'm seeing, what I'm what I'm interpreting from this whole issue is China's going to continue doing this, continue doing this, just buzzing the tower. It's uh, it's Maverick and Goose, or the Chinese version of uh, uh, I don't know what the Chinese version of Maverick and Goose would be, um, Peking and Duck, and uh, they're buzzing the tower over in Taiwan. One day they're just going to not buzz the tower; they're just going to land. And it will be on. So they're just getting everyone used to it. Like, yeah, this is what we do. This is what we do. One day in the next two years, bam, it's going to happen. All right, what else is China doing? China is aggressively selling Russian gas to Europe. This is so obvious um, how people haven't haven't picked up on this yet. Um, what we've got going here, Where where is the numbers Chinese customs data in the first six months of the year, China bought a total of 2.3 million tons of LNG uh, from Russia. So we've seen this this huge increase in what China is buying off Russia. Um, and everyone's like, yep, that's cool. And it's all part of the Russian garage sale and everyone's cashing in going sweet. You know, people who don't care about the sanctions are going sweet. We're getting, we're getting cheap stuff. However, China has also reported a downturn in their uh, their manufacturing, so it's like, well, what are you doing with all this LNG and this oil and uh, all the other stuff that you're getting off for Russia? They are selling it to Europe, <laughs> so at, at an inflated price, price, of course, because it takes longer to get there and because they can get the money right now from them. Uh, I mean, it's a win-win situation here. Russia, who can't sell their, their gas to Europe, is getting to sell it to someone. <clears throat> so they're making more money than they've ever made. 
selling gas. That's their reports. They're saying we're making more money than we ever have before since we invaded Ukraine, since the sanctions have been put on. Uh, China is buying up this gas and then selling it and making money to Europe. The only people that aren't winning are the people who are putting the sanctions on Europe. Uh, Peter Rouse, good morning to you, sir, coming in from New Zealand. And he says on YouTube, New Zealand just increased LPG prices and blamed on Russia. We produce all our own LPG. So how is this Russia? Exactly. Our our price here in Australia, I just noticed, um, went to fill up with diesel. And diesel has gone up about 10 cents a litre overnight or in the past 24 hours. Uh, why is that happening? What's that got to do with Russia? Nothing. How much How much oil do we buy off Russia? Uh, well, it was somewhere in the order of 1% to 2% before we said, signal the virtue. We will not buy any Russian oil anymore. Good on us. Who gives a fuck? We weren't buying any anyway. And our prices went through the roof. Okay. Good for us. Good for us. Again, who cops? who cops the bill for this? Our politicians, you know, doing the big virtue signaling thing, <laughs> and and we're gonna win. We're gonna win this war. By the way, uh, average Joe and Jane Aussie, can you pick up the bill for this one. Yeah, see you later. Goodbye. We're out. Anyway, that's what's happening in in and around <clears throat> that area of the world. Let's jump over to Sri Lanka now. I'm trying a different system. I've got I've got four screens now. I'm liking the friggin' Matrix. This is great. Um, Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka strikes crucial IMF loan pact. So uh, for those who don't know, Sri Lanka is in collapse, uh, totally bankrupt as a country, cannot buy anything. And the bad thing about that is that every other country, every other organization, anyone who sells stuff to your country looks at you and says, you are bad debt, my friend. We are not getting involved in that. So... They've been trying, they've been, you know, on their hands and knees like, hey, IMF, you know, they've got their little pauper plate. Please, sir, can I have some more money? Um, and IMF has been umming and ahhing about it. I mean, what what does the IMF do if not bail out countries? <laughs> so they've been going, oh, Sri Lanka, you're putting us in a tough position here. Like, yeah, we can give you the money, but, uh, you know, we're going to have to really do some stuff you're going to have to really promise some stuff for us to, to do that. And we could get you $3 billion if you do that. That's what they're asking for, $3 billion. Meanwhile, side note, China's going, yeah, we'll give you money. We'll give you money, no worries. Yeah, 100%. We've got it right here. You want it today? Done, done. You just need to give us a couple of things, like uh, all your ports. You need to let our military forces... Uh, encamp themselves on your little island here. Of course, India doesn't want that to happen. India's like, do not do that. We do not like China. We don't want them on our back doorstep. So uh, IMF has promised $3 billion. Just just give you the scope, uh, what $3 billion will do. Sri Lanka is at the moment $29 billion in debt. And that's what they're saying. So $3 billion, you know, that's going to pay a week's worth of bills for them. And, and they're umming and ahhing about it. They're, they're in these intense talks at the moment to get three billion across. Like, this is not a good situation. This is not going away. IMF will not pull Sri Lanka out of the hole that they're in. Sri Lanka is in a big, deep, dark hole, and it ain't coming out. 
it ain't coming out unless it does something totally different, like leave the entire system totally or collapse and go, look, uh, we are now Chinese or we are now Indian. That's the only way I can see them getting out of this is basically handing over their sovereignty to someone else, handing over their keys, handing over their economy and going, hands in the air, we stuffed up, uh, pull down the Sri Lankan flags and put up whatever you want. Whoever, we're a country for sale at this stage. That's the only way I can see Sri Lanka getting out of this. Ah, on the other hand, India, what are they doing? Uh, GDP growth rises 13.5%. Just stupid good news coming out of uh, India, if you're Indian, for their economy, which grew 13.5% year on year in the last quarter. Investment growth uh, rose 20.1%. Uh, that's compared with 15.9% in the previous financial quarter. So it's just, everything's going up in India. Everything's going good as as far as the economic data is coming out. Uh, Let's compare that to what's happening in Europe at the moment, who just posted 9.1% inflation. That's all bad. I mean, we've still got inflation in India as well. Inflation's worldwide at the moment now. That's, That's baked in. Can't get rid of that. But they're getting this huge uh, rise in their economy going on. So India is positioning itself for potentially world superpower status. Uh, let's sorry, I, I skipped over one that should have been in East Asia. This is uh, let's talk about typhoons. No, let's not just talk about typhoons. Let's talk about super typhoon, super typhoon Himamora, Himanoa. I can't even pronounce this. H-I-N-N-A-M. Hinam-nor. Hinam-nor. I think I got it right the first time. Um, It is the strongest storm that we've seen on the planet this year. It's picking up speed and it's looking like it's going to smash over. Not into, over Japan. (laughs) Because it is, uh, I want to say... By the looks of the pictures, I'm going to just guesstimate and say somewhere in the order of 25 to 50 times the size of the entire Japan Islands. This is a huge typhoon, like huge. On top of this, um, just staying with the, the typhoon slash hurricane slash cyclone, wherever you are in the world, same thing, different spin. Um, flavor, they've got, they're tracking three at the moment. They're about to smack into the east coast of, uh, of Australia of the US. This is like, we're, we're pre-hurricane season in the US. So they're looking at a hurricane season that looks to be one of the biggest ever if they're, they're already looking at three barreling in towards them right now. Um, it's that it's just going to get worse from there. <laughs> All this is going to get worse from, from uh, you know, what, what's, what's happening with these storms at the moment. Um, see what happens with this one super typhoon they're going to have to find new designations for these things super typhoon all right let's jump over to this is a big one for israel so israel overnight bombed uh, a number of bases in syria uh saying that those bases were actually iran iran bases iranian bases that they'd set up in syria so they've done that. Obviously, a lot of tension going on, Iran, Israel. Also, uh, Israel 
and Syria, also Israel and Lebanon. So this one's pretty interesting coming out. Hezbollah has put a September deadline um, to uh, Israel, and this is uh, essentially over resources, no, no surprise there. It's about an oil rig, an offshore oil rig that uh, is in contention that Lebanon says, or Hezbollah has said, that's ours. That's, you know, within our space here. You shouldn't be going for it. And Israel's just going for it. They're saying, this is ours. We're doing it. We're, we're pulling this oil out. We need it. Um, Hezbollah's sent two drones over just to, again, buzz the tower. And uh, they've threatened that the next time that they do that, those, those drones are going to have missiles. And they're not just going to have missiles. They're going to let them go. They're going to launch some missiles at this particular oil uh, rig. So watch that space. And they've said September's the, the deadline, by the way. Uh, did I mention we're at the start of September now? That's now, everyone. That's now. Uh, so yeah, watch that space. Let's see what's happening here. Israel is, I mean, this entire area is just a hornet's nest. It's a, it's a huge barrel of petrol. And sparks are a-flying at the moment, waiting for it to go up, waiting for it to blow its stack. All right, let's talk about Europe now. Um, pretty, I'm, I'm not going to go too much into Europe, but I will say this, uh, this one caught my eye. In the UK, British policing has lost its way as public fears officers are too woke. Uh-oh. British policing has lost its way as members of the public fear officers are more interested in being woke than solving crimes. David Spencer, a former Metropolitan Police Detective Chief Inspector, also said officers should avoid behaviours such as taking the knee, which can be easily interpreted by others as an expression of a, partis uh, of a partisan political view. Jeez, how would you interpret that as a, as a partisan political view? Um, yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't disagree. I think like police policing at the moment in a, a number of developed countries across the world appears to be sliding into one side of or backing one side of politics over the other. Um, what what can be done about this? I think policing at its core might need to be checked here in Australia, in New Zealand in the US, in the UK, all throughout Europe. Uh, check policing. What is policing about? Police are public servants. They're there to serve the public. They're there to defend and keep safe individuals who cannot necessarily do it themselves. Uh, and perhaps we may need to even consider the idea of allowing people to do it themselves as well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Gads, you're getting way too libertarian there. Libertarian, not liberal. Libertarian, they're two different things. Look it up. Uh, yeah, that's definitely what's happening over in the UK from my view back here. Uh, let's talk about the US. And I'm just going to talk about quickly uh, some data that's come out about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. You know, I like talking about the Strategic Petroleum uh, Reserve because it's a petroleum reserve that is to be utilized for strategic purposes. Um, in my view, 
easing the price at the pump because of decisions that you've made as a government previously is not strategic. It's strategic only in the sense of a political game. Strategy involves what's happening in the world and usually what's happening in a military sense. So when I read strategic petroleum reserve, I usually think that's in reserve for military purposes. Anyway, that's not how it's being used. Uh, The Biden releases that I've been talking about have actually dropped the petroleum reserve in the US to uh, levels that they haven't seen since 1984. 1984. Hmm. Coincidence? Go and read the book 1984. Um, That's why it piqued my interest. Oh, some 1984 fuel reserves. Uh, but no, what what we, what we, what they had there was in around 2010. It was up around 750 million barrels. Uh, at the start of 2021, it has taken a line straight down that we would call a nosedive, and it's at about 350. So it's under half of what it was 10 years ago or 12 years ago. Under half, and in fact. That uh, decline really started, the one that started in 2021, was at about 600 or 650 million barrels. Now at about 350. So rapid decline, and it doesn't look like it's easing up anytime soon. That's bad news. It's bad news also for Aussies because where's our strategic petroleum reserve stored? Not in Australia. It is, in fact, stored in the US. It is part of their reserves. So as this goes down, I I look at it and go, as this goes down, so does Australia's. Forward thinking, forward planning right there. All right, last thing I want to talk about today, Mississippi declares state of emergency. Why have they got an emergency in Mississippi? Well, they're without drinking water. That is an emergency. I will agree with that. Um, That definitely is an emergency. Why are they out of drinking water? Broken pump. There's a broken pump in their capital and uh, that's left it, I'm assuming millions of people in that capital city without drinking water. Uh, You know, not, not necessarily going to affect us here in Australia one tiny little bit but this is these sort of stories i like to look at and i like to point out this can happen to you imagine that a a pump breaks down in sydney and all of a sudden four point whatever million people are without clean drinking water it could be a flood there could be a boil order for contamination who knows what reason but this is yet another reason that you should think about water in your stores as a prepared human being as a self-reliant human being you should think about Having more than just the water that comes out of your tap, that's not good enough. If you're reliant on somebody else to provide clean drinking water for you, although I will put an asterisk on that, clean drinking water coming out of the tap is iffy at best. But, you know, you can drink it. You're not going to die, hopefully, immediately. (laughs) Um, If you're reliant on that, then you are beholden on someone else for your life. Water is life. So... On at least a small scale, you should have some way to purify water. You should have some water stored on your property or in your house or somewhere around you. 
uh, and you should have multiple different ways to get water as well. So a couple of different ways, rain catchment, rain catchment, rain catchment might be an idea that you might want to look into. Uh, if you have the capacity, a well or a bore well might be an idea as well, as well. <laughs> and if not, just going to the store and buying bottled water to store, keeping it in a safe place. So think about that today. Think about your water stores. Water is life. Peter Rouse on YouTube says, you have lost your oil reserves just like your gold. Yes, because Australia does not store its gold here in Australia either. Uh, that's in London. Yep. And uh, if anyone's ever heard to me heard me talk about the uh, gold reserves in London, you would also know that I don't believe that those gold reserves are actually there in London. Um, well, I've never actually said that, I don't think. But if you can read between the lines, if I if I look at what they're doing, not what they're saying, it certainly looks like. There is not enough gold in London to actually support how much gold should be there with the amount of countries that store all their gold reserves in London. I think London's uh, playing some funny money with their gold. And that's bad. You can play funny money with funny money because it's just numbers, it's just ones and zeros on a screen somewhere in a database. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. I mean, it matters, but like you can make that shit up as much as you want. Gold you can't make up. It's there or it is not. So then you have to actually lie and say, yes, the gold is here. And then when people say, I want to see the gold, they go, yeah, yeah, about that. Can't do that right now. We've got the cleaners in. Uh, we're moving it around. We're, we're refitting the uh, facility. Um, here's your gold. Uh, can we see everyone's gold all at once? No, 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 no. You can only see your gold. And it's definitely yours. Is it serialized? Is there numbers on it? Nope, nope. How do I know it's my gold and not someone else's and you're just making this up? Uh, well, you know that because uh, we're London and we we don't lie. We've never lied. Name once in history that we've ever lied. Anyway, I'll leave you with that thought today. Uh, putting your faith and your trust in governments might not be the best thing to do. So put your, put your faith and your trust in People that you can rely on, i.e. yourself. You can rely on yourself. That is self-reliance. <laughs> uh, that's what we should be thinking about, moving towards. That's what I want to encourage. Uh, hopefully, you do too. So, again, I'll thank you very much for joining me. A nice, hopefully short, sweet one today. Um, if you have any questions, as always, please feel free to shoot them through to me. I'm always very willing to hear your questions, your thoughts. Uh, I will try and catch up on comments on YouTube. I've been a bit lax with them. But keep it coming. Keep it coming. All right, gang. Uh, until next time, stay safe. Keep gardening. Get fit. Uh, sort out your water storage. Sort out your food storage. And semper paratus.